Hello and welcome to Gabagool, a Sopranos podcast hosted by me, Ben Vanell, and uh, you, Adam Knox. That's and me. Open, opening the show, we've got a musical guest. Uh, please welcome to the stage, take it away, Richie Santini and Visiting Day. Oh man, I, I, I wish I could sing my favourite lyric from his oh. songs and, and, and comfort- feel good about putting that into, you know, podcast <laughs> servers, but... We'll get into it. Yes. <laughs> Richie, what, what's his last name? Richie v- San- Santini, Santini, I, I think. Santini, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, God, I, I was trying to recall even the tune of one of their fake songs and I couldn't. That's I could how good they are. Fall asleep. Uh, it's 3am and I've been lonely. That one, the fact that she favorably compares them to Matchbox 20 does make me right. think that these songs and this band are perfectly written for the time period. Right. Um, yes. You forget yes. what like the the shithouse songs of certain time periods were. You know, you go back mm-hmm. and your memory of the late 90s is only of the good stuff. Your Mambo's right. number 5. Of your course. Macca's Rainer. Your um <laughs> yes. Your uh your you know, songs like that. I can't think of a third Roll- one. That's bad. <laughs> your Rollins, Rollins, Rollins. Your Rollins, Rollins, yeah. Rollins. Probably the best of those songs. Yes. But um, so, yeah, it, it, it is well written for that. But it is a series of joke songs, basically, in mm. this, the worst episode yet of The Sopranos. Yeah, it takes uh, some weird angles, some weird perspectives, and introduces some characters that, like... I don't know. Yeah, the writing is not as good, perhaps, as as anything else. Right. It was it was a funny episode, but not in the same way that other episodes have been funny. I don't think it just feels very um, side story as well, much more yeah. than than any of the others yet. Except, yep. did we mention it's episode ten? A hit is a hit. A hit is a hit. Yes, multiple um, meanings. Well, at to least the title two. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, um, it opens up with uh, who you got here. You got Paulie, you got Big Pussy, and you got Christopher. Yep. Um, sticking their heads around from a big fake refrigerator uh, like <laughs> yes. the Three Stooges. <laughs> They're doing some kind of uh, crime thing. I'm not entirely sure who this guy that they've, you know, they, they, some guy was going to an apartment to deliver some money, I guess. And they shoot him, they take it all mm-hmm. out in a big refrigerator box, but like, I'm not quite sure what the money is about or what the thing that they are interrupting and stealing the money from is. Seems like a drug thing. He's, one of them yeah. says, these fucking crackheads and their small bills. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, this is not something that's been set up before this. There's no, no reason for you to know what this is. Um, it is from memory, a Colombian cartel uh, dealing drugs in... Um, New Jersey out of Port Newark. Right. Um, so it's just competition. Uh, it's not something that's been set up in the plot earlier. It, but it is um, a big score for the Soprano gang. And I think they kind of say a thing or two here and there to give you an idea of right. um, you know, what it all is. But then Tony back home, he's had nothing to do with the actual you know, pulling of the trigger. He's yep. back home talking to his doctor neighbor. We've heard about the Cusimanos before. Yes. And here's one of them. I forget his first name, but Coos is here. Appar- apparently his first name is Bruce from the Really? Recap. 
Yeah, right? That doesn't sound right at all. I thought it was like Joe or something, but no, it is, uh, Bruce. It is apparently Bruce. I'll double check on um, on IMDb. I don't think it has the full well, cast. Well, because I so think... Let's see. All cast and crew. Yeah, people only really call him like Dr. Kuzumano or the Kuzumanos mm. or whatever. Yeah, so, it is Bruce. There you go. But yes, you're right. We've heard Dr. Kusumano a lot. Yeah, he's been Fucking used to, to to make an example to his kids of like, well, the Kusumanos are normal, so we yep. must be normal. We live next door to him. Yep, That totally. sort of thing. Tony's giving him some, um, you know, illegal Cuban cigars, I think. They're Cuban. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely are because the doctor is like, aren't these um, illegal? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Dr. Kusumano referred Tony... To uh, Dr. Melfi mm. So yep. the, the cigars Are a thank you And then because they're too much of a thank you Kuzumano's yeah. like Well how about you come down to the golf uh, club Sometime Yeah 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 come play come play around The back nine's wicked or something like yeah, that I Yeah I think he says <laughs> The back nine is wicked later on <laughs> Um, um. But yeah, they're, but yes. they're starting, uh, it seems like they clearly don't know each other that well. You'd assume right. that Carmella was part of getting that referral off of Kuzumano for Melfi. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Which makes yes. it even weirder that she thought that Melfi was a man for a long time, but whatever. Right. The point That's is, true. they're being thanked, and maybe the Kuzumanos and the Sopranos are going to get a little tighter. But you yes. know what ain't tight? <laughs> Money around what? these parts. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of loose bills. A lot of loose small bills because uh, mm-hmm. Paulie and Tony and Christopher are all celebrating the big score. Uh, Tony's telling Christopher, we gotta, we got to put this shit in stocks. Yeah, go legit, you know, make this money work for us. Don't, um, yeah, don't get it caught up in the shit we're always caught up in. Exactly. They want to put their money into legitimate financial things and uh, Paulie's girlfriend here wants him to put his big dick into the jacuzzi. <laughs> they're, oh, that's right. They're having a celebration. <laughs> but Chris, like the rest of them, they're all in like, um, you know, dressing gowns and shit. But Chris is wearing a nice yeah. red suit and he's going to take Adriana out for a dinner and stuff. Yes, they're going to musical theatre. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. They're going to see Rent. Yeah, they're going to see Rent. <laughs> I think Rent must have, have a- been like the big musical of the day because I've I, there's been a... I'm sure there were Simpsons episodes and shit that were like, oh, Rent. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, uh, for probably uh, while we were kids, because Cats was like the longest running one of all time. Right. right? There but was a Rent lot of Cats was, jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Rent was also big, um, I guess, in 1999. Yeah. And then um, they're going to get like a burger afterwards as well because they're still hungry after the fancy restaurant. Yeah. Uh, and... Chris is being a fucking asshole. He's yelling at everyone, being like, hey, let me get a burger. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is racism over here. Yeah. I see what's happening. <laughs> I see what's happening and probably says a couple of slurs. Yeah. Uh, there's a few thrown around in this particular episode. Yeah. And then uh, a guy comes up to him. He's like, you're pretty fucking bold, dude. What is mm. going on here? Because mm. uh, I think like a cop... Tells him, like, he's only bold because yeah. he's fucking mates with Tony Soprano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is interesting, right? Because it feels like it's... it's um, Fuck, what's his name? The guy. Massive genius. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's and a, a bunch great of, like, fucking name, actually. It's not bad. Um, 
and his entourage are there. But then the cop is like whispering to... I don't know. I guess, yeah. They're all annoyed by this guy, I guess. Crooked cop. By Chris. No, He knows these guys, but doesn't know Chris. Doesn't like Chris. Mm. He's like, hey, if you want to fuck him up. Yeah, That's true. the impression yeah. I'm getting. But they invite Chris to uh, a party at um, Massive Genius's house. But yep. I'm pretty sure they don't give him the address or anything. They walk <laughs> off before no, any of that exchange happens. So somehow yeah. Christopher and Adriana find their way <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to Massive Genius's house because uh, Massive Genius wants to talk business. Yeah, and like this whole setup is one of many issues with the episode. Because, like, that, I didn't buy that, right? Like, I thought as well, like, you know, I've stored this probably a decade ago, so I remember nothing really. Right. Um, When this is getting set up in the burger shop and stuff, I'm like, they're definitely just going to beat him up. Like, Christopher's being a dickhead. Mm. There's no reason for them to, like, have a natural sort of. No. Um, coming together at all and and the segue into like you come up to the house it all happens in like uh, you know 60 seconds and all it's, this thinking it, it's weird because the 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 business that massive genius wanted to talk about is that hesh who we already know mm-hmm. this about hesh he has yeah. a bunch of the royalty rights to uh old music that he was a producer of that was done by a lot of black musicians mainly and he took a lot of the money off of them pretty much yep. he, he screwed yep. them out of money and massive genius was I think his uncle was one of the musicians back in the day. Yeah, I think that's right. So yeah. or or it's or it's not even literally a family relation. I think he like says at some point he refers to the woman as his auntie, but it's like, you know, a friend of a friend's, you know. But I, I assume it's like, you know, I'm sure we all had these people in our lives of like, oh it's Auntie Bill, but it's like your right. dad's mate or something. Right. <laughs> Whatever yeah. it is, he has a connection to the people of the time and he's like, yeah. hey look, the way I figure it, Hesh owes me money. But so Massive Genius already knows Hesh or about Hesh at yeah. least. He already yep. knows that Christopher is connected to Tony Soprano who is connected to Hesh. Mm-hmm. So he has enough prior knowledge of all these people that randomly meeting Christopher in a burger shop makes no fucking sense at all. No, that being the like inciting incident to be like, finally I'll get a sit down. Because yeah. Chris isn't high up in the Soprano crew. He's a He's a soldier. You know, he's not. It's not like he bumped into Paulie or something and got talking. It's, it doesn't. It's not a, a natural mm-hmm. jump for the plot. It feels very forced. Jimmy's mother, who I'm content to call my aunt, is how he says. Right. So yeah, he just right. family, friends, and close ties and all that sort of shit. Yeah. And so he's like, I want you to set up a meeting with Hash because I want this. I want what I'm owed. Right. And Which is fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, massive it's genius. Just, not a quite clever. I'd have called <laughs> it's him. Not, a, not an elegant way to get there, but obviously he, you know, this um, these reparations are deserved, and it just is, yeah, a, a bit clunky of a setup. But yeah, the idea that these guys couldn't get a meeting with Hesh, like without having to go through this fucking dude they meet randomly, when right. like a guy who owned a hotel was having meetings with Tony Soprano's pretty easily because he wanted to kill his yeah. son-in-law. Totally, yes. <laughs> Tony Sopranos. Uh, <laughs> why didn't he just go to Hesh? Like they, you, yeah, you know, you just, you'll probably know where he lives. Like it's just yeah, it it's, being like it's one of the things that is just like a bit more of a jump than normal in this episode, or a bit more yes. silly than normal in this episode. Yeah, because now 
you know, they spend the night at the party, they get home, they're talking, and um, Christopher's like, ah, look, whatever. Why why, why (laughs) are the Italians still in the music business? He was making a lot of money. Look at his nice house. And what kind of fucking house do I have? Not a nice house. Yeah, it's just a little apartment. But yeah. And yeah, they're like Frankie Valli, and you're like they're bringing up all these great Italian singers and be like, hey, why don't we, what's going on? Let's, you know, How come we the are- romance of it. Right. And so I think this is where, also um, Adriana's like, hey, you want to talk about good Italian singers? Bon Jovi. I'm like, is he Italian? <laughs> right. He's. I think he's from Jersey. I don't know if he's Italian, but I don't know shit about Bon Jovi. So. No, but... All right, I guess Bon Jovi is Italian. Um, so yeah, they're they're sort of going like, well, why the fuck aren't we in the music business? Why does this guy think he can boss us around when we used to be yep. the bosses of music? How come he's <laughs> yes. exploiting us now? We should still yeah. be exploiting him. That's reparations. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yes. Uh, the boss, he was an Italian. No, Springsteen is not an Italian name. <laughs> he's a Jersey guy. He's a Jersey. That's guy. true. I bet they'd like Springsteen. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Tony also gets home quite late, as in early. Mm-hmm. He gets home in the morning. Uh, Carmela doesn't seem to give a shit at all. Yeah. <laughs> she's talking money. She's talking college. Uh, she's stressing about stuff like that. And uh, Tony kind of lets on like, hey, maybe we don't have to worry too much about money for the moment, huh? Yes, yeah, because they're like dithering about, or she is, about Meadow, where Meadow's going to go and like, well, this right. place is good, you know, this is a good place, but it's expensive, the scholarship will help, yeah, um, but yeah, Tony's like, maybe, uh, maybe. Uh. She's talking about like, hey, what if what if you end up dead? What am I meant to do? Oh, yeah, that's right. What yeah. if, for example, I mean, I'm going to say you get hit by a truck, but I mean somebody shoots you in the head. What if that yeah. would happen? A, a truck is a nickname for a bullet. <laughs> right, what, that's what I'm. Because <laughs> Tony's going like, "Ah, oh, don't worry, you'll be looked after." But I think Carmela is kind of getting at here, like, "Okay, but if they decided you're out, who's looking after us?" Like, right, true, that's true. Our, um, if our ins- our insurance policy is the same truck that's likely to hit you, so yeah. And he's yeah. munching on gabagool out of the fridge, and he's saying, "Ah, don't <laughs> yes. worry about it. Don't worry about it." Which, yeah, you're right, like. Um, financially, he's like, no, no, I've we just got a great score, but he's not taking into account he's he is being prideful and assuming right. that he could never be hit because he's Tony Soprano. Exactly, because Carmela's trying to sort out their real life come um, uh, uh, Meadows College, and she's also like, yep. oh, the Walkers or whoever have invited us to some dinner. That's and he's right. Like, All right, I'll go. Because, uh, look, even Cusimano asked me to go play some golf, so maybe we're getting in with the you know the neighbors. Yeah, the citizens. We've got to, you know, we're, right. we're becoming part of society. And uh, Christopher and uh, uh, Adriana are out having another dinner again. And mm-hmm. this is where she's starting to think, hey, you know what? We were talking about the music business. I mean, I could be in the music business. Yeah. I know one guy who I was friends with since I was a kid who has a band. Yep. I was a... Um uh, like a mate d at a restaurant. I meet a lot of people. I think that's what it was. Or she ran a bar or something like that. Yeah. But she was like, I meet a lot of famous people. She worked at Artie Bucco's restaurant before they blew it up. I'm pretty that's sure. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. She was a hostess or something. Yes. So she's like, I could do it. I've managed big egos. You know, that I I, I, I listen. <laughs> I think it's later on that Christopher says this, but he's like, you know, with all the radio you listen to, you probably would be good at this. <laughs> they just oh, yeah. have absolutely... <laughs> 
<laughs> just really jumping in with with no reason to think it's going to go well, but they're jumping in confidently. Uh, totally. I think I I can't remember if I made this reference on this podcast or um, Filthy Casuals, but this has strong George Costanza unemployed sitting at the coffee table in Seinfeld's apartment, being like, "Oh, I watch a lot of sports. Maybe I could be a commentator." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. It's basically that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're going into that. Christopher is saying that he's going to set up a meeting with Hesh, a massive genius. And so maybe yes. massive genius would be interested in these bands. Mm-hmm. Cause he'll owe Christopher a favor after the Hesh meeting set up. So they play a little bit of, um, this band who used to be called defiler. Yeah. But now they're called. What was it? Avenge Sevenfold? <laughs> I can't remember what their name was. <laughs> Fucking Visiting Day. Visiting but Day. Yeah, the song they play that uh, when they were Defiler is all about being Defilers. Yeah. It's the worst song. <laughs> so it's like you just say your name. They're like a Pokemon. I'm a Defiler. Get out of my way. Stop being <laughs> so gay is the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the tune. God. God, <laughs> but it's a terrible song that is uh, very well written as a terrible song, kind of. Yes, yes. But it yes. still is not appropriate for this show, really, because it is slightly too silly. Yep, it's too silly. I think maybe there's an element of it being so um, timely that we um, just watching it and listening to it in 2021, it just strikes us as like... Um, out of date as yep. well as being bad. So it's like, it's kind of um, anachronistic almost watching it. Because I think everything else in the show does not feel that way. It feels kind of timeless. That could be true. Because like Visiting Day is a very good fake 90s band name. If yeah. you're talking Matchbox 20. But it, it it has that double layer of funny now that it wouldn't have at the time where it's old mm. fat. Exactly what you're saying. So maybe that is what makes it seem even sillier now. But... Uh, you know, it does. It does. This whole plot is, yeah, the least <laughs> yeah. interesting one they've had on the show so far. Because totally. it's really the focus of this episode too. Because next up, you're getting a uh, Hesh and uh, Massive Genius having their meeting. They're mm-hmm. talking about how Hesh has bought all these horses with like money that Massive Genius thinks he wasn't owned, and Hesh is like, "Massive Genius, huh? Man, I think you're a dumb cunt." <laughs> <laughs> it's a tense meeting. Yeah. And Christopher is like, no, I think you should do it. Listen to the guy. He's, he's, he owes him money. And and yeah. Tony is like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I think Hesh. Com- Hesh maybe is like, shut up. <laughs> You're completely out of line, kid. What are you doing here? Yeah. And like, Massive Genius is right here. He's like, oh, so did you hmm. write? How much of the song did you write? What was your involvement in that process? Yeah. And Hesh's point is basically like, hey, fuck you. I got the money. So it's my money. That's my right, right. to it. I stole it back then and you can't have it now. Right. Yeah. Um, everyone was doing it, you know. Um, uh, but he, and he does say, I think then, if not later, like, well, I did propel a lot of like young black kids to stardom. So, right. I don't know. But what's that worth if you're keeping their money along the way? Like, yeah, exactly. He, he doesn't have much of a leg to stand on. I think it's pretty clear here that Hesh is like, oh, well, fuck you. That's my <laughs> point. Yes. Yeah, and he tells totally. uh, Massive Genius tells Tony like, "Hey, I know your father was also a silent partner in this, so how about fuck off?" Mm. Um, and so he asked for four hundred thousand dollars, is what he um, 
is looking for after yes. they have a little bit of uh, racially charged banter. Mm-hmm. Um, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm skipping through over the thing here. They have a long argument. Paulie. <laughs> There's one point where he says something a little bit rude and Paulie steps forward. He's like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do about Like... <laughs> There's so many of his guys here as well, Paulie. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> but so they, they can't reach an agreement and uh, the meeting is kind of a bust there. Yes. Um, speaking of meetings, <laughs> they're all, all the all the well-meaning, well-to-do, you know, upper class, hey, we, we would never touch our toes in this water. Uh, yep. Kuzumano and uh, Melfi's there and a couple of other people. They're having a little dinner party mm. and kind of mocking the fact that Tony Soprano's living next door because I think that he brings up the cigars, Kuzumano, and they're like, what does it do right. to the property prices to have a gangster living next door? God, that's the, uh, the the fact that this is the other plot line, yeah, that really underlines how shitty this episode... Well, not shitty. It's the worst, worst one so silliest. far. Silliest... Too many caricatures, all of these people, the people who goes plays golf with later, they're all not yeah. real people. Just much, much weaker writing in this. Like, the the thing that is this show's big strength totally is is mostly missing from this episode, where mm. exactly what you're saying, these people seem silly the whole time. Yeah. They're all going, like, yep. whacking. Listen to that. How <laughs> whacking. What kind of a... Can you imagine <laughs> whacking someone? It, just, like, okay. It plays like a sketch. It yeah. plays like a sketch almost, Yeah. Well, and then, you know, Melfi is visibly getting a bit fed up with them. And then she goes off to the bathroom and, like, stands on the toilet at, to to have a look at Tony's house and, like, hears a weird scream. And it's all just like, what the fuck is happening Yeah, because the resolution of that is not anything like, yeah. Yeah, she has a peep out the hexagonal porthole. Yeah. And hears someone basically going, ah! <laughs> it happens in a scene a little bit later on, but it's during the same dinner. Because meanwhile, um, uh, Christopher and Adriana and Massive Genius are watching Visiting Day. Uh, right. It's some fucking shit song about erase myself. I want mm-hmm. to erase myself. It's like, all right, man, do it then. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Adriana is very like pro this band. She's like, look, he's been through a lot. He's, mm. he's, his lyrics are deep. Blah, blah, blah. Listen to the music. Aren't they playing loudly? And the entire crowd is booing this band. Yeah, the crowd of... It looks like um, members of the gang from the Warriors. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like people who went out immediately after uh, a Guns N' Roses tribute act audition (laughs) session. Yes. Like... It's that the the American Idol. Uh, oh wait, no, it wasn't American Idol, but the the competition to replace Michael Hutchins, yeah. the NXS, the one where Tommy Lee Rose. was one of the judges. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, they were all uh, auditioning to replace Axl Rose. It's so stupid. Uh, like it looks dumb. The booing is weird. Everything yeah. is just off in this episode. It's so strange. Also, 
They're not booing at the start of this scene. No. They're, <laughs> no. they're playing this song for ages, yeah. like four minutes. They're having a nice chat. Adriana's like being, you know, yes, like you said, sort of telling the backstory. Christopher's just kind of like looking around. Yeah. Um, massive genius seems to be having a good time, but as is pointed out later, is looking at Adriana a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only, yeah, until they cut to the crowd that they start booing. So yeah, they really yeah. wait for these guys to wrap up their conversation before they jump in with a couple of heckles. <laughs> It's yeah, yeah. The, it it again. Just the tone of this one is just a bit off. Yeah. Then Adriana tells some story about how the lead singer got electrocuted trying to grill a trout on a like live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Like okay, yeah. I guess so. But she says that no, Christopher's just like, oh yeah, did he? <laughs> <laughs> it's totally. Totally. Such a weird backstory for this guy. It's so weird. And then, like, that electrocution turned his life around? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) And so Christopher wasn't really sure, but Adriana kind of convinces him, like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's go with these guys. Let's try and push them. We'll, We'll... Managed we'll, and you know we'll we'll be these guys' managers, I guess, basically. Right. So, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Tony Soprano's having a, another chat to Melfi. He's back in her office and he's mm. talking about how he's not particularly interested in hanging out with these fucking people. He's like, "I'm hanging out with these white guys," and she's like, "You're not white," and he's like, "No, I'm not like this this type of white. I'm not talking right. about like all this boring shit that that." these people will talk about and and you know everyone will judge me if i hang out with them i don't want to do it and he's talking about like wasps basically pretty much but also like italian like the i guess the friends of kusumano are probably wasps right like they're yeah anglo Mm. protestant norm like quote unquote stereotypically normal 50s uh image of americans kusumano he he calls like a white bread wop yeah and Which, he, it, like he's yeah. he's looking at it all through race because it's Tony Soprano here. But what he's talking about is rich hypocrites who are like mm. uh, fucking jerks. Yeah, neoliberals, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's basically what he's saying. He doesn't know that term. That term doesn't come around for another decade or so, or maybe like five years. I guess nah. it's sort of around the, the. But yeah, he's talking about normal people, quote unquote normal people. Exactly, but he's talking like private schoolboy dads. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, the the, true. the 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 type of people that are exactly who these people are that we see later on at the golf course and shit that we'll get into. But meanwhile, I Mel- guess people people who have as much money as Tony Soprano does, but have got it through um, still immoral means, but legal ones. Right, exactly. <laughs> They've stepped yeah. on heads that they were allowed to step on. Yep. Versus yep. Tony, who steps on whatever the fuck head I want. That's right. Um. And yeah, Melfi tells him, oh, well, I was at the Kuzumano's house uh, and I looked at your house and I heard a scream. <laughs> <It's> That's <laughs> <weird>. right. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear anything? Maybe that Those strange night. noises. <laughs> Tony's like, nah, what? And then he's like, so you saw my house, huh? Huh. And he, you know, he walks out. He's looking a bit, okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah. She saw how my, I don't know if it was like, must have been impressed by my big house yeah. or She's thinking about me. Exactly, or, it's that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you took the time out of your day, huh? Interesting. Right, right. Um, Let's get back to that gabagool. So Tony and Carmela do go to this barbecue. They're having the boring conversations Tony was afraid of. This guy's mm-hmm. like, "Oh man, that sausage looked good. Where's where's that sausage from? I think someplace in Garfield, honey. Where's it from? Someplace in Garfield." And like, <laughs> yeah, pretty good 
fucking shit people to hang around conversation. They start yes. talking about tits to try and <laughs> I, it, it seems really put on. It really does. I think that they feel emasculated standing next to Tony. Yeah. I, I've Just to be clear, to anyone who doesn't spend a lot of time hanging around with just men, we don't really talk about tits. No, I don't think that we ever have in terms of you and me and our friends. I wouldn't be able to tell you any of my friends' opinions on tits for the most part. Yeah, yeah. The- we mostly talk about other comedians, movies, TV shows, food that we just ate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the news. Yeah. Uh, that's honestly about it. <laughs> I would feel uncomfortable talking about tits. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. want to do it. So... Yeah, it feels like either these guys are... I mean, Tony has a lot to do with tits, but he's not the one talking about this is my point. He's like... Yeah. He's gone there with the intention of like fitting in. Right. There's just something about it that makes it seem like these, these people are like... Exactly what he thinks where it's this veneer of a smile, but behind it, there's it's all fake and it's mm. all worse than it seems. Yep. And yep. it comes across well. And then they start talking about the, you know, investments and stocks and whatever, something called Dexplex. And then when <laughs> okay. Tony gets a bit interested in it, they shut the fuck up because they don't yeah. want a, you know, an actual criminal coming in and fucking it up for the the criminals that they are. Totally, yeah. I yeah. Uh, whether it's the criminal side of it or just like someone outside of their exclusive circle of rich people, right. which yeah, again, it's it's a social, um, it's it's a socially rich. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's a different. It's not just the money that that makes them special. Exactly, and they're excluding him from from that. They're in the right club here. Um, yep. And meanwhile, the women who are all off separately are uh, doing the same thing, and they they suggest something called American biotics to uh, yeah. They're, they're less less exclusive than yeah. the the men. They just like having a chat. So uh, meanwhile, Hesh is having a little think about what he's done. He's looking at all these old posters on the wall of all his old mm. acts and uh, um, shows they played and stuff like that. Listening to some music, looks like he's questioning his decisions. mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thinking about whether or not maybe Massive Genius has a point. Uh, but at the same time as that, there's uh, some... some the, the actual production of this music is going ahead. They're recording a demo yeah. to play for Massive Genius. We find out it's day three mm-hmm. of this recording and it is going really badly. It sounds it's, like shit. It sounds like shit. Um, the, the writing obviously is terrible, yeah. but yeah, they're not... They're not taking to the recording session well at all. The engineer is a veteran and is like trying to be tactful at the start, but it's just, it's clear to everyone except Adriana. I think even the band knows it's not going great. Right. I think Chris knows he's out of his depth here too. He's not even trying to pay attention. He's just taking cues from Adriana. But yeah, this engineer looks fucking fed up. He wants to call it and just like he he knows there's no point in keeping going with this. But Adriana's yeah. like, no, come on, let's go it. Let's 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 get this done. We're all right. And then Chris yeah. really pushes the no fucking do this now. I've paid for five days of studio time. I'm yes. livid here. What's the fucking yeah. problem? And they're all saying that they're tired. He suggests they take a bunch of drugs to keep them awake. <laughs> God, yeah. He can't believe that they won't. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then the engineer guy's like, "Do you know what the fucking problem problem is? You haven't written a chorus 
for this. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a good, like, interesting bit of detail to be like, yeah, he has legitimate criticisms. He's not just saying you're bad. He's like, you don't know how to write songs, and this is why. (laughs) Yeah. And if, if it was me singing in this band, when he said, this song isn't as good as She Loves You, I might have thrown back a yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of that's course a high not, bar, buddy. <laughs> that's a, what? Did you produce that song, you fuckhead? Yeah. And then I'd have smashed a guitar on him, but Chris smashes yes. a guitar on uh, oh, fucking Richie. On Richie, <laughs> gives him a second electrocution there, uh, and yep. Carmela is off back in her house buying some American Biotics stock. Yeah, she's doing it. She's um, taking the money. That yeah. I guess is she's has a right to, and and pouring she buys five thousand shares, which is lots. It seems like, like a lot. Um, like shares can be uh, you know between. I mean, they can be a dollar, mm. but they can be like twenty five bucks a share. They can be a hundred bucks a share. They can be a th- you know Apple shares are like what three and a half thousand a share. I think he's put a, she's put a lot of money into this. I would be yeah. I would I would assume it's like you know fifty grand or something like that. Something like that. But and and yeah. it's kind of because she, she, you know, she's doing the thing that Tony said they should do, which is diversify and get into stocks. But yeah. he's not doing it. <laughs> no. So she's like, okay, well, I have to do this for my family. Like, we need money as well. If you go, so and also Meadow catches her and they go off to the shops together or something. Yeah. I, I assume this is going to come back in a later episode. Because it doesn't really lead right. to anything here. No, you're right. It's like act two in a three-act structure where right. the first act was Carmela being worried about money. The second act is her investing money. And then, I, yeah, you're right. There's going to be some payoff. Because I, there's I, no, there's no, like, it doesn't show that she uh, doesn't trust Tony or, you know, there's no, no thing in and of this act itself that gives us any story there. Yeah. So yeah. either this is a very bad episode or <laughs> something <laughs> is coming back later. But meanwhile, uh, mm. Tony's taken uh, Kuzumano up on the golf offer and they're all yeah. out, on the, out on the course. And straight away, these fucking pricks are into like, so how real is the Godfather? <sighs> yeah. What is the, they, there's a sentence they start it with like, like, you know, I don't want to cross the, like, don't, tell me if this is, you know, asking too much. Yeah. What, tell me what, if this makes you uncomfortable. Let me know if I'm stepping on your toes here is what they say. Right. Right, right, right. But they're uh, <laughs> bringing up Al Capone, the Godfather. Yeah. They're saying, like, did you ever meet John Gotti? And eventually Tony's like, all right, yeah, I met John Gotti. He bought an ice cream truck that I wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because that um, story is like he's implying what the there was money hidden in the truck or like he's telling like a little mob myth, which I assume is all made up and he's, you know, yeah. he's, he's broken... Yeah, his spirit is broken. He realizes these guys are taking, like, exploiting him. Yes, you know they're totally exploiting him. I think he's fucking with him. To be honest, I think think this story is just like meant to be this weird and boring story. They're like, okay, you want to know the real shit? Here's this dumb thing to make you stop asking questions. Yeah, yep, I can see that. That's kind of what it felt like to me because they're all kind of like wide-eyed, and he's putting on this face. That he never does. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay. He's like making a big meal out of looking around. <laughs> yes, he's good. He but, thinks these uh, guys are fucking pricks, and he's right. His his bad acting is is better than the bad music, right? Tonally, all of that stuff like that holds <laughs> up. I mean, you say that this bad acting is better than the bad music, but then we get this new track from uh, Visiting oh, Day, yeah. most yeah. of which is the word meow, <laughs> and. 
Adriana are a massive genius are kind of meowing at each other here very fucking awkwardly. Yeah. It's such a bad song. (laughs) To the point of being insane. And so, yeah, she's like dancing. Oh, they're showing the demo tape to Massive Genius, Chris and uh, Adriana. Yeah. And yeah, this is Chris really starts to notice here like, oh, okay, Massive Genius is like looking at Adriana's butt is what's going on with this deal here. Yep. Yeah. And he's still into it. So he goes and gets a second opinion from uh, Hesh, who says this music is fucking terrible. I can't tell you why. I just know (laughs) a hit is a hit. Right. A hit is a hit. um, And he's right. That's the case with all art. You often can't quite define why something is good or bad. Yeah. It would take roughly an hour if you were to do a podcast analysis of a piece of art to say whether or not it was good or bad or like, "Ah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, and you might even say within the first minute of that hour that the piece of art is bad and then continue to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. And try to define it, but kind of struggle. So just really it could have left it at a four second long episode. Yeah, this one, this one, not so good. We'll see you next week. Uh, uh, No, don't worry about this one. Go to 11. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But so, yeah, he, Chris now has a bit of perspective on whether or not this music is good. And I find it funny that he like, he genuinely doesn't seem to be able to figure that out on his own. Yeah, he literally can't tell. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He, and he accepts that. There's no element of him being like right. uh, having a false ego about it or any any sort of misconceptions. He's like, music, it's not my thing. All of these guys seem to share that, which is kind of cool. Like Paulie as well, you imagine he'd be like, I don't know. And that's fine. I, it doesn't make yeah. me less confident. Yeah. I don't need to know. Yeah. It's fucking totally. stupid to know. <laughs> they will get to it at some point, and then you're like, okay, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so Tony's telling uh, Melfi, he's back in her um, office, telling her this story about a kid they used to bully when they were growing up, and they would invite him around to things when they wanted to laugh at him. Yeah, they would like get him to sing songs and stuff. He had a cleft palate. Yeah. And he had a funny voice, in their opinion, and they just uh, made him basically dance for them. And Tony regretted this at some point. He figured out that that kid didn't enjoy it, and he and he like he says that he felt shame about that, and he felt bad about mm. it. But he never really knew how that kid felt being brought into this group, only to be you know like a dancing monkey. I think he calls him. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, but I'm that kid now for these fucking cunts, Kuzumano yep. and all of them. A dancing yeah. bear. Which- sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, this, these two um, uh, therapy sessions, like the rest of the episode, just kind of like bald-faced exposition. There's they not, really are, aren't they? Yeah, there's not any like genuine sort of character development because we kind of already see that point that Tony's made. Right, totally. To- and, and, and Tony is just really laying it out there, this kid Jimmy Smash. Yeah, which is a great name. It is a good name, uh, and and yeah, it, it, I, you're right. These are a lot more narrating to the audience what is going on inside of Tony's head than these therapy sessions normally are. You want to know something? One of the co-writers of this episode, yeah, this is his only episode of The Sopranos that he wrote. Right. Uh, his other credits include the Chris Isaac Show. Which he wrote one episode, and that's everything he's ever done. Yeah, and there was a, another co-writer who has written. Uh, he's written thirteen episodes of The Sopranos. Okay, uh, looks like most of them within the first two seasons. The Sopranos um, episodes generally have two writers. 
Because uh, here's my guess question. at what, uh, what's happened there is they've gotten the script. They've gone, fuck, it's too late to get a brand new script. Bring this guy and get him to fix it up as much as possible. That's not a bad guess. Um, let me see if I can fucking navigate to the next episode or another episode that he wrote. Yeah. Full cast and crew. Well, in the meantime... Uh, no, 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 that's, it's another duo. It's another duo. Okay. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if uh, what you said happened... <laughs> Happened. Sure. Well, yeah, this Chris Isaac show guy seems to be the problem with this episode. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> uh, then we get Massive Genius. He's hanging out by his big pool and he gets a call from Hesh who is telling him, go fuck yourself, basically. Yeah. Um, and so Massive Genius is like, okay, I'll retaliate. And mm. Hesh is like, all right, bring your fucking worst on. And, you know, all the other the, the mob guys are sitting behind Hesh and he's like, cool. I'm on the phone to my lawyers right now. I'm going to call them. Yeah. I'm going to get all that money back. So, you know, Massive Genius is, he's going to do it the legitimate way by fucking Hesh with lawyers, which is probably the harder way to fuck someone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's th- it's longer. It's more costly. Is it, it's w- is it within the same conversation that Hesh is like, you use this sample that yes. was... Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to fight back, but it's going to be a long and, and costly fight. Yeah, we're doing this in the courts. And yeah. uh, they hang up the, the call and all the all the mob guys are like, huh, weird. Getting lawyers involved, not the way we'd have done it. Uh, so new day mm. is pretty crazy as Paulie's taking off body armor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was, yeah. I also noted that as being maybe the funniest thing yeah. in the episode. Oh, fucking Paulie's <laughs> so good, man. Ah, oh, he's great. He's very, he's very good. Uh, Adriana's trying on some dresses that, uh, you know, are going to be helpful for the new, um, the new managing career. But then Christopher's like, hey, look. We got a problem here. You've, I, I think it's important that you mentally prepare yourself for the fucking possibility that visiting day mm-hmm. sucks. And she gets really upset with him. She's like, I thought you believed in me. Da da da. You went and got some experts to listen to it. Fuck you. That's, you know, you don't trust me. You don't think I can do this. And he's like, well, yeah, maybe we yeah, can't. I um in the TV tropes recap that I'm just sort of you know using as a reference point, it, he's described as abrasively pointing out how she's letting emotion cloud her judgment. I thought he did this pretty well. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, he, he they have an argument here, but it's not. It, it's it's tense because he is trying to say to her, "You might not be able to do this thing you want to do." The reality is that you might not be good enough. Yes. Like there's no way that you can say that without the impact being hurtful because it is just a hurtful yeah. uh, truth. It's the hurt, It's a hurtful reality. But I think he's being as tactful as this guy, a mafia soldier, yeah. can possibly be. And Christopher, also, this is the way he treats things himself, I think, which is like, right. know your limits. Don't get in over right. your head with this sort of like... He when he didn't do the um, second truck robbery with what's right. his name, that was the same thing where he's having to be honest with himself. Hey, maybe I can't get what I want all the time. Yeah, right. And like, that's, yeah, it's yep, harsh, and it, but it's worse to to um, sort of 
like it, it, it's it's more condescending to just go like, yeah, you have your fun with your thing, because then you're not taking that person seriously, and you're thinking right. what they're trying to do is just like a little game that it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they win or lose at. But he's he's you know, it's an important conversation to have. But it's mm. one that maybe, you know, Adriana isn't ready for yet or Christopher is bringing up at the wrong time or maybe they could have tried out some different things or whatever. Like, it's not the most supportive right. thing in the world, but it's not the worst either. You know what I mean? Totally. Absolutely. Yes. And you're right. It's it's it not it not just um, the, the condescending nature of, like, supporting something that you think that this person will eventually find out is not for them. It's also, right. like, Adriana shouldn't waste her time you know right. if you do respect her you, you don't want her to pour herself into something that it seems she's actually being taken advantage of right you know, it's so much more patronizing to be like yeah whatever you go off and you play with your managing game like yeah. that I, I would be so much more hurt if someone thought i couldn't do it the whole time and never told me than if someone right. was like hey maybe this ain't the road we should be on yeah, you've got talent, you've got skills, you're a personable, friendly person who can, like, get shit done. Put Find the thing that you are good at. And that's yeah. the thing. At one point in the conversation, she does go, like, what, you think I don't have any talent? And he's, like, pretty... He doesn't say anything back. And so that's maybe the bit yeah. where it's like, oh, maybe your judgment of her is harsher than it needs yeah. to be. But yep. this music management thing clearly wasn't working. Yeah. He's right about that. But maybe he is is being slightly abrasive in it in that he's making it about something larger than the thing. I don't know. Right. Speaking of large, two messages a large word. And I'll be honest, I don't know what it means. (laughs) Okay. Because American Biotics to Messant splits three to one is the headline that Carmella is reading. And I don't know what that means in regards to stocks. Is it doing well or doing poorly? I would assume it's doing well because doesn't tumescent mean like growing? Yes. Don't know. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> tumescent it's means like, growing? Yeah, it's becoming swollen. It's a biological term. Um, I'd have said it was a spice. <laughs> so. Yeah, it means growing. It means swelling up. Okay. Oh, swollen or becoming swollen, especially as a response to sexual arousal. So that's a strange word to use for stocks in the paper. Right. But, uh, but it means they're going well. Is that what it right, means? Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Carmela's reading that and then she fucking hides the newspaper when Tony comes in. She puts it in the knife and fork drawer. Right. So she is doing the stock stuff behind his back. Yes. Uh, but Tony comes in because he's had a very good idea for a prank to fill a box <laughs> with sand and then shiftily <laughs> hand it over to Cusimano <laughs> to get him to look after it for a while. That is a good prank. I like it's it. It's pretty good. And Carmela's yeah. into it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I guess she sees through their bullshit as well. Like right. She may have followed their stock tip and had. she's much more able to play nice and be friendly and fit in. Right. But she's not an idiot. Totally. She knows that they're dickheads. Like she was the one wanting to hang out with these people, but I don't think she's doing it because she just enjoys their company. She wants yes. to be in that social uh, beneficial that social yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. So anyway, they're having a talk and Kuzumano tries to get Tony to stop calling him Kuz and he's like, nah, well, I'm going to call you <laughs> nah. Kuz. <laughs> nah, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean, you know, because it means like what, pussy? Yeah. Or it means it like doesn't a, mean the a, thing you yeah. think anymore, but uh, it definitely yeah. does. <laughs> it but definitely he tells him to hang on to this box. He's pretty happy about it. But also clearly, you know, this has brought up 
him having to interact with Kuzumano and think about the reasons that he doesn't like Kuzumano sends him down to the basement where he starts frustratedly pumping iron and making the the, the screaming noise that Melfi heard the other day. Yeah, which it's like, okay, uh, she thought someone was getting hit or killed or something, and it's Tony working out. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't really care. If you were being really generous to this episode, you could mm. say that they're trying to show that Tony is hiding more from Melfi than he is telling her. Still, maybe right that he's got frustrations that he's not addressing directly with Melfi because she hears them, she directly brings it up with them, and he doesn't explain it to her. Yeah, that's true. And it's like the reverse. It's like she assumes it's something mob-related, right. but it, for him it's something personal, something social. So she also sees him not that differently to how Kuzumano and all of them are seeing him as this mm. like uh, mob spectacle. But yep. Yep. I don't know if that comes across at all. I think that is yeah. something that you could add on to this episode, but I don't think it's necessarily there, even if they intended it. It doesn't work well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever it is, Tony's Tony's fucking frustrated still. So is Christopher. He's sitting in the the pool room at the back of the Bada Bing, and uh, Hesh comes in um, to what does he say here? He just gives him a little word of like, "Hey, Chris, you know, keep it up, kid," or something, right? Doesn't he just give him a little bit of a? He comes in and there's I like don't... a song playing, and and Hesh is like, "Now that's a hit, there." Oh yes, 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 yes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what's really going on with that either. And then you get one last little shot of Kuzumano and his wife, like, discussing whether or not to open this box and being freaked out by it. Just a little joke right. to end on. Yeah. And there you go. That's your episode. There you go. Yeah. 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 Like, some stuff happens that, like, yeah, like you said, with Tony's emotional arc, it's like, that's interesting, but it's so poorly represented. Yeah. I agree. It's just, it's an off episode, but we've both already watched the next episode here and we're going to record that yeah. episode straight after this in, in, in real time. And let me tell yeah. you, we're back on the wagon. Man, if, yeah, it, it might be the best episode. Right. <laughs> Directly follows the worst. It's, uh, it's, and, it's yeah. a big return to form. And then we've yeah. got two more to wrap up the season and I'm so into where the end of the season is going after the next episode. So, yeah. yeah. Don't let this, uh, th- this forgettable it's a bad episode. It's that episode of Cheers where Sam and Diane get married in court. It's so stupid. I've been watching <laughs> right. Cheers as well. I'm not going to do a fucking mm-hmm. podcast about Cheers, but it's a good thing to have on while you're cooking <laughs> or whatever. And let me tell you, that show gets really bad at points. Yeah. So this isn't yeah. as bad as the worst of Cheers. No, I was going to say, totally, the, the lows of The Sopranos are still pretty high. Yeah. Um, as you said, uh, forget about it. Maybe that stock thing's going to come back up. I genuinely don't know. Me, I mean, either. But yeah. it seems like everything else is just. Yeah. So. But whatever. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. Yes. I hope that us tearing it apart, or at least, you know, nitpicking it a little bit, was uh, was gratifying if you also didn't like it. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, th- I think we talked out some of the interesting things that maybe you don't get just from watching it. Um, yeah. But. We'll be back next week with a fucking banger of an episode. A hell of a banger. Yes. Uh, So thank you for listening. Uh, Instagram, GabbaGoolPod. Hit us up. Send us a message. Like the posts. Share them around. Uh, That's my advice to you. Do what you like. And if you want to email us. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can do what you like. Uh, Email us, uh, GabbaGoolBoys at gmail.com. Thanks for everyone who has so far. Very, very nice to hear from people around the world. 
and we will see you next week. Hell yeah.